Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Andrew Codd, accountant, author, and commercial finance entrepreneur. And it's my job each week to bring you leaders in finance and business and deconstruct with them their real stories, insights, and hard-won lessons into practical advice on the key strengths and qualities you need to remain relevant in accounting and finance today, as well as the steps you can begin to take to elevate the impact you make to have a fun, successful, and rewarding career in accounting and finance. Now let's go over to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Strength in the Numbers. I'm really excited to share with you today our guest mentor Hidden Kishev. And some of you might be familiar with Hidden and his work as founder of the Mentorship Room on LinkedIn and website theunconventionalca.org. But behind that is actually a chartered accountant who has a track record as an entrepreneur in terms of starting and implementing successful businesses as well as developing turnaround solutions and strategies now in his current work. So on today's episode, Hitton and myself, we go and deconstruct together how he started his career in finance and how he developed the confidence to grow as an entrepreneur. We also discuss how finance professionals and accountants can help their organizations deliver better returns on investment. And we use the example of marketing on that one, which is quite nice because that grows the top line revenue and cash flows to organizations. And for a lot of our conversation, we actually deconstruct the importance of mentoring and mentorship. And also that it's equally important on the mentor and the mentee's behalf to understand their reasons for getting involved in such conversations. And we also unpick uh, one of the bits of work Hidden did, one of his turnarounds, and how he steers people through cultural change as demanded by the ever-changing impacts of technological advancement. So look, hope you enjoyed our conversation today. If you did, we really appreciate when you recommend the show to friends and colleagues. They can subscribe on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and Amazon Music, as well as access show notes, key quotes, transcripts, and ways to connect with Hitton and more at sitnshow.com. And as always, really appreciate investing your time with us today. So without further ado, over to Hitton and the show. Hi, Hitton. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Andrew. Now, Hitton, we've spoken previously, and actually given some of the technical difficulties we had here, could just be the really bad Irish weather. Really looking forward to sharing your perspectives with our audience. But before we do, perhaps some of them may not be as familiar with your background. So would you mind maybe quickly sharing with us your journey in accounting and finance, please? Sure, yeah. So qualified as a, a chartered accountant in 2012, a year in South Africa. But I've played predominantly in the entrepreneurial uh, space, in particular in the startup and a small medium enterprise environment on that end. And core to all of that for me is mentorship. So that lies uh, quite closely to my heart from a passion perspective on that end. Yeah, so that, that's me in a nutshell. That's quite interesting, Hidden. How did you develop the entrepreneurial angle a bit more? For me, it's just been a family background thing from grandparents, uncles, everyone has been in business on that end. So I grew up in that environment of being in business itself. So for me, it's always like close to my heart. If I look at the alternative, my wife is also a CA, but 
she is not on the entrepreneurial side necessarily and that too comes through an upbringing her parents are have been more on the the corporate end of side she didn't grow up in that nature and the entrepreneurship it's not for everyone necessarily because it's a different beast in saying that there's a lot more to it than just having that safety net of a job per se and not to say all jobs have safety nets these days these days yeah you know the current economic uncertainty around things a job is also not in itself but some people are more affiliated to want to be in smaller businesses or in the entrepreneurial environment where they're more hands on and and want a holistic picture other people prefer more isolated pictures and uh, yeah for me it just stemmed from birth on that end i grew up in that environment so naturally i just want to be involved from ground up on that end and not just be involved in finance itself yeah but i suppose being a, a chartered accountant being trained in accounting and finance really does help you deconstruct a business and and build it up in a sustainable profitable way so it's it's great it's great skills to have uh, for those of listening in who perhaps not as entrepreneurial minded there are benefits of being that way are there some things that they could do or start doing some baby steps perhaps to think in a bit more of an entrepreneurial way so they get the benefits of their training plus a bit of more commercial entrepreneurial thinking as well yeah you know one of the key things i think if you're wanting to venture into the entrepreneurial space and have been predominantly on the finance start tapping into other areas of business and getting to understand them and how they work and in terms of a finance perspective how that overlaps each other typical example i'll give you is marketing itself there's so many different elements around marketing in a business depending on the type of business that you're involved in take tech startup as an example they may need to have a proper defined go to market strategy that has both digital marketing involved in it and conventional marketing such as newspapers radios and uh, target audiences that that they need to get into involved in from a finance perspective you want to see return on investment okay if i've given you a marketing budget of let's just say 1 million pounds on, on that in there how do i make my money back from that what is that aspect there so you then integrate your financial cap there from a marketing perspective to say okay so these channels that you're deciding to to go and invest in how is that going to then grow my top line on, on that and that then starts igniting an entrepreneurial spirit on that end as well plus broadening your scopes and, and giving you more understanding from a business perspective yeah i think you hit the nail on the head there because it's really coming from the questions right i suppose it's like in our training or probably uh, consider how do we record transactions that have been recorded properly report how those transactions aggregate up summarize up maybe do a bit of analysis but then beyond that that's sort of more our safeguarding role so much more opportunity for us to go and ask more entrepreneurial commercial type questions what's happening now where is it going what does it all mean how can we deploy something that so that it delivers a good return on investment or keeps the business growing and also maybe help people go and deploy that if we're that way inclined that's why i think you see a lot of accountants go and take roles nowadays say in operations or sales or even the ceos of smaller or larger companies because we can do that it's just probably believing in ourselves maybe a bit more right andrew personally you've got to ask yourself what's in it for yourself in terms of what you wanting to do in terms of translating effort on that end there and if you have a close link to it emotionally 
then you want to give it your best and, and take that extra effort there rather than sitting into a, a comfort zone. So I think it, it's every individual for themselves. But the key question is, I, I always encourage everyone to say, what's in it for yourself in that end there? If you're doing it, what benefit is bringing it to you on that? I wonder if that comes from your mentoring background, because that's what I want to introduce as well. It's in like one thing that really impresses me about your work is you're so good at giving back you know and helping others along with particularly with the mentoring is you know that's a key question in my mind right what are the reasons for doing this you know because i think if you great reasons for doing something you'll tend to have a better chance of having greater results but when you're mentoring others like if someone's sort of looking for key advice what sort of key advice are most people in finance and accounting looking for at the moment just from a mentorship perspective i think it's important if you want to learn, learn to be successful, go and learn and understand how other successful people journeys have come across. And that's the objective of mentorship. Go and find that one or two key individuals that have been there and done it and understand the journeys that, that they've gone through in light of their, their successes. Because th- through all those successes, there's definitely going to be potholes and, and uh, bumps that they've gone through and, and overcome on that end. And understand what is it that they did to overcome those things successfully to allow them to have got to that point, that uh, position that they are at today, which you are ideally wanting to to achieve in your life. And that's the key thing, I think, around mentorship when identifying who you want to idolize. And mentorship doesn't really need to be a, a face-to-face thing or, or someone that you have to know personally. You can also idolize guys' journeys have been virtually and follow those people's footsteps and learn from them. That is the core around mentorship that I would advise people is understand what your own needs are, where you're wanting to, to go to, and go and find those individuals who have been on that journey and are giving back and see how they've gone through that journey so that you, you understand and can learn and leverage of those lessons. Steps on the reasons, going on where you want to be, your ideal career outcomes, so to say, or, or non-career outcomes, if you know how you get that balance there, and then go and find people to help you accelerate your journey i've done that or done something similar previously because there probably is and, and i guess that's why like we do this show is to share with our, our audience i guess those who step before because it's not a very effective strategy it's like we're recording this around what a few days after the american super bowl was on and i, and I stayed up and i watched it uh, there was a really good point by the owners of the tampa bay buccaneers after they'd won the super bowl they were basically saying that if you want to win a super bowl go and hire someone or bring someone into the team who's gone and done it before, who can guide that. And then obviously they had to perform on the day and there's hard work and there's a journey to get there. But it does improve your chances of success, I imagine, by surrounding yourself or even virtually understanding the journeys of people who've actually been there, done that, got the t-shirt, so to say, and they can help you in your career. Yeah, you know, in my experience, the reason why I do the mentorship aspect is I went through a lot of struggles early on in my career after I qualified as a CA and I went into the entrepreneurship route. And a lot of people, for their own reasons, didn't want to give their time to the development of others. And I think in my own belief, there's a lot of youth out there that need nurturing and help. And if it's not up to us to support these individuals, who's going to bring talent up in the future? Exactly, exactly. But I think it's just the right thing to do as a community, right? As a society. To help others along. I mean, it's a great gift to give and it doesn't really cost other th- a lot other than a small bit of time, I guess. 
Yeah, exactly. And everyone's got the same amount of time in a day. It's just how you manage that time to your own benefit in regards to that. And when people tell me that they don't have time to help someone, I always just say to myself, well, I don't know what you're doing with your time. 24 hours in a day, seven days a week that you're unable to dedicate some piece of advice to helping someone else in, in another light yeah. on that end. There. And I guess it's not for everyone and that's fine. But there are people who are genuinely willing to, to give back out there to in the world. And people must take advantage of those those opportunities. Completely agree, Hitton. So I suppose in terms of, you know, we cover the mentoring at the moment, a lot of things going on in accounting and finance. What's exciting you most about your current work? Andrew, I do a lot of advisory and consulting in the, the startup and small medium enterprise space. So I'm involved in a lot of turnaround strategy solutions on that end. And that comes from everything from system implementations, process implementations, cultural change in terms of working with people and changing mindsets from moving from traditional thinking. And a typical example, I'm working with a business, actually an NPO and quite well sized and big on that end. And they've got a cultural issue where they are struggling to change their thought process around running the operations virtually with the mindset that they still need to be at the office. So that's actually quite an exciting thing where you've got the balance of uh, human culture that you've got to deal with. And then you've got the operational elements where you've got to implement different systems and processes uh, on that end to streamline things that run across board there. So yeah, definitely for me, that is probably the biggest and most exciting part of things that are coming in my space. And I'm also going to be launching an accelerator program in South Africa to support township entrepreneurs that come from the, the previously disadvantaged in the early stages of business where they've got these ideas or proof of concepts and MVPs, but don't know how to commercialize that and get their business to a point that it's investor ready. Uh, and we're going to be spending a lot of time giving back to those uh, entrepreneurs by helping them get their, their business and their idea to a point that is actually investor ready through a period of three to six months at max. That's fantastic. I can't wait to hear great things about how that's going. And yeah, please share the links to those as well. And we'll share them with our audience. I'm just wondering about that one that came to my head. That accelerator you mentioned, is that something that can be done virtually or do you have to be present in South Africa to go help on that? No, so actually you can be an entrepreneur anywhere. And what you'll be given is access to a skill set of board of advisors who will help you in all your needs that are required to take your business to a point that it's investor ready. And we're playing predominantly in the pre-revenue space because investors naturally do not want to play with businesses who do not have revenue because it's so much of risk. Yet that is where the failure rate is at its highest because these guys don't have enough guidance and they don't have the right sounding boards to help and take them through that. So what the advisors actually will be doing is working with these entrepreneurs by doing the actual groundwork with them, hand-holding them to a point that actually, number one, defined what the business model is at a given. You know what your competitive advantage and your value propositions are. You've got a full business canvas model in oh, place on that end. And you've got a go-to-market strategy implemented there. Those four fundamentals will then determine your next level of getting into the point that we can get some funding for that there on that end. So yeah, that's how, how it works uh, on that end. Yes, I'm nodding here for those who are watching the video, like I'm nodding away because they're great tools to get a business investor ready, particularly pre-revenue stage. And 
I was just thinking as well, I've had a number of our audience reach out to me during these times and say, look, where can, where can we give back? Where can we get involved in these other things to get these skills? Because they're not in the office anymore. That's why I was curious. It's like if people were able to get involved virtually and bring their experience to bear on the accelerators as well, and it's good for training the next generation of finance professionals and accountants on how to turn things into commercial success and particularly pre-revenue stage where not a lot of us would have had that experience unless we've been specifically exposed to it and bring the next generation of ideas forward so again if folks can get can get involved i'd love to share links to the the accelerator and yeah i I look forward to hearing about the success going forward oh thanks andrew what what i'll do is i'll share the the website link with you we'll be going live in two weeks time so i'll actually share that website link with you and then you're welcome to share it with the audience the more advisors that we get the more impact and change we can make for everyone out there awesome awesome what a great way of exactly giving back and to bring the next generation along. So Hidden, thanks for sharing that. And I, I sort of suppose I also wanted to pick into the other thing that you mentioned about the culture. I think a lot of companies going through that, but as someone from a, an accounting background, how the heck do you steer people through that culture change? <laughs> so, you know, Andrew, I use a simple philosophy. I put myself in that person's shoes. How do I want to be treated? That's the question that I ask. And it's got to do with mindset. Everything, you've got to be consciously aware Mm. as an individual. If you were in the other person's shoes, how would you want to be treated and spoken to on that end? And that keeps you grounded in in terms of behavioral aspects. You know, people have this tendency to knock accountants to be these hard-ass guys that that are stubborn and and stuck up. and And that's not necessarily the case. We just accept what society's norm has to say about accountants, but not every accountant is like that. And no, and even if you are like that, there's no saying that you're going to be like that forever. You have the option to change. It's a matter of, do you want to change and bring different capabilities and strengths and skill sets to your uh, armory on that end? And it goes back to my question around what's in it for me on that end. When you want, have that, at the back of your mind in terms of doing something. It's like uh, Jim Quick, he talks about us, you know, people say that you'll never remember the name of a person, but if you have $100,000 in a suitcase next to you and uh, you're asked to remember the name of the next new person that you meet, would you remember the name of that person? It's exactly as that. Because there's $100,000 there, you know there's a reward to it. And we don't often think about our activities and tasks because they don't often have direct monetary benefits linked to it immediately. We don't think of that down the long-term perspective when we do tasks. Yeah, I think that's something I I love to think that we bring as accountants as a bit of a longer-term perspective, that we've seen the advantage of that. So therefore, it would make sense to think a bit more broader and more longer-term about things, particularly when it comes to career success or or success outside our careers as well. I mean, you're sort of preaching to convert it here, but I hope our audience take this on, on board, Hidden, that it's very important to put ourselves in other people's shoes, but to start with, need to understand what's in it for us if we were to do that. And as long as it aligns with our goals and good people about it, I think definitely that's the right way to go. So look, I've shifted up a few gears in terms of, you know, we were mentioned about mentoring and seeking out advice, but I was curious, what's been the best bit of advice you've ever received? For my personal advice is just self-belief. When I finally managed to get that one one individual who believed in me, the, the most solid piece of advice he gave me was just believe in yourself 
don't worry about what everyone else uh, has to say about you as long as you yourself as an individual know your true worth what the world has to say about you is their opinion and if they've got time on their hands to want to talk shit about you behind your back that's fine that means they've got nothing else to and yeah. nothing better to do in yeah. their life you know the, the biggest piece of advice was just know your self worth and know your own value uh, that you have yeah. look i know myself i've probably been in a similar situation a long long time ago but, but where does someone start to believe more in themselves and and get a better sense of their self worth because i know particularly at the moment probably we're not in offices with each other we're a bit more remote probably not not having as many conversations like that as we should like what how do how where do you start with identifying your self-worth so for, for me that starts in terms of what's your core values as an individual uh, on that in and then translating that down to both hard skills and the softer elements as a human i think if you start that as the the core basis you'll then be able to break it down down further and this is a, a journey that you go through in life yeah. it's not something that happens overnight you've got to invest in it there yeah you don't like that wake is, up one morning and all the answers important. are there <laughs> yeah exactly you know for me to find my passion around giving back uh, uh, people it took me 7 years after i qualified as a ca to actually realize and it went through a lot of dark stages and that but the key fundamental through all of that was i didn't give up yeah. you know in in light of all of those things uh, and there's always light at the end of the tunnel 100% you know like i love that saying this too shall pass it's just temporary if the, those dark bits it's just temporary keep going things will generally get better if you got the right intent got a good direction just keep going keep going no i couldn't agree more thanks for sharing that story i suppose in terms of resources obviously we'll share the links to the accelerator are there any sort of other resources or books that that you regularly use that our audience should go check out yeah so th- those who are interested in startups i would suggest that they read the book it's called the startup by eric ries yes the lean startup the lean startup yeah. by eric ries good book yeah strongly suggest uh, guys reading that's very very helpful uh, on that end they give some good context from starting a business and different angles especially from the pre revenue perspective on that end when you're looking at doing market validation on those aspects yeah very very good book something people should highly recommend a lot of people read that book there actually you know you mentioned earlier the business model canvas they actually did make a book by that name and and for those that are less more about words but more about pictures and models and stuff that's a really good book as well i can't remember who the authors were i don't know if you can hit them but that was really good as well a great tool for getting a sense of what the value proposition and how you get from i suppose uh, the 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 suppliers to the processes to the customers and that journey it's really really good so if people are interested in startups and pre-revenue there are a couple of great resources in terms of yourself hit and where's the best way if our audience want to continue the conversation connecting with you at yeah, so the audiences can connect with me on linkedin at hitan keshav or otherwise check my website out at uh, theunconventionalca.org okay and i will make sure those links also go into the show notes uh, and i suppose look uh, before we wrap up hitan th- are there any parting thoughts you might have for our audience yeah look just for everyone out there you know each of us go go through a different journey in life and uh, you asking about other resources to to think through and just from a self development perspective I think it's fundamentally important that everyone accepts that the journey that we were on is 
part of it is a destiny that's been given to us and others it's a destiny that's created and uh, Malcolm Gladwell writes a book called The Outliers and he talks about opportunity being presented to to us there and we sometimes subconsciously don't realize that there's opportunities in front of us that we are not taking and be aware of that and going sniper about those opportunities that come to our conscious awareness you know what is in front of us versus what we are idealizing and focusing on what we don't have often in life that is one of the key things i'd like to leave everyone with yeah what a great part and thought to leave with wow what a great conversation hitting thanks so much for investing your time and coming strengthen the numbers today thanks so much for having me andrew and they say in show business hidden that's a wrap so i hope you enjoyed yourself oh, it was lovely being here thanks yeah. man yeah look again i'm so so sorry about earlier i have no idea what's going on with my machine i seriously just before us we had a zoom call no problems whatsoever and i don't know so look thanks for your patience on that one i wish i could have given you back more time no no stress man but but oh, anyways it was, nice. it was a good conversation man. it was yeah you know that's a good direction you know like entrepreneurial and then what what you've done is you've actually if you roll in if you roll in that self-belief advice that you said there right and knowing our self-worth so our, our values our core strengths and stuff and put that in with the advice on building how do you say a, a a career growing it's just great it just fits together really neat you've got all the key steps there so for audience this is like really powerful and the accelerator stuff you're doing it's like that's awesome you know and I really hope some of our audience do send over the link. I really hope some of them check it out because it's a great way for us to give back our skills and make a difference to people, a real difference. If they can get some of these ventures commercially viable, like that's awesome. That's the whole objective behind that accelerator. Um, here in South Africa in particular, and I'm pretty sure in other parts of the world as well, a lot of investors just don't want to spend their time and efforts with guys that are in ideation space. And entrepreneurship either fails or it's a make or break at that stage there. I know I, I've been through that in my early stages where it was like a dismal nightmare and freaking torrid time trying to, to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And yeah, and when I managed to break through everything and find my way through it, I just realized that there's so many people out there that are probably going through similar journeys and so how do I now give back to, to people in, in light of all of that there, uh, knowing that I've come out of that tunnel with light at the end and, and it's time to make a change on that side. It's a dark tunnel and for some it's like goes on for a long time, <laughs> you know. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's the thing and we, we want to try and uh, minimize that gap. So yeah, just with that program itself, my big objective behind that is once I've got it kickstarted and got the soft launch going, I want to try and find some sponsors for it. I was thinking exactly Inevitably the same. give these entrepreneurs, give these entrepreneurs, here's a budget for your idea, here's the advisors, get the advisors to, to run with that thing there and make that impact on that thing. So yeah, that's the bigger picture and the bigger uh, aspiration. Yeah, I do some work at a charity, the Atlas Foundation, and they set them up in Ireland, but... I've got to know the other bits around the world. So they have a big presence in South Africa, actually the African continent. And I know they're looking for corporate sponsorship at the moment or for some events, but it's more around the ethos of rugby. But the good thing is there are companies out there considering it. So I, that's why I was going to suggest, I think 
it's still a good environment for sponsorship no matter what people think and i think that type of initiative it's really great like hitting you know like that should get sponsorship and that's the angle i was thinking as well wouldn't it be great if you had some sort of seed funding just for the entrepreneurs to play with it and figure out if something is is, is going to work and get some early feedback do some mm. a b testing yeah that's the idea so what we're doing is with the advisors right now the advisors are, are going to be doing that groundwork and helping them in return. And then hopefully by the future, once we've got a good uh, track record in terms of what we've done and the impact we've made, we'll get a, a few sponsors who will be able to give a seed fund and we'll fund these guys on that hint. You know, where I see this journey going, right? It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a few years down the line, I don't know how many, you could actually write a book about all of this and just increase more exposure and talk about the success stories and the failures. And it's another great way of giving back is just writing a book on all of these things. True, yeah. I think probably down the line, oh, yeah. a lot of you down the line uh, with a few more years behind me, a book is probably bound, bound to be due to come out with these things. <laughs> but like, seriously, just, I can see it like you can sort of like the successes, the failures, the learnings, the, the model for other people to, to, to follow. I just think it's, it's great, you know. We, we need more work like this. And I don't know much about the townships because I've never been to South Africa. All I know is what I hear, mm. but they, they definitely could do with a, a bit of investment of people's time and expertise. That's what my impression is. Yeah, there's a lot of talent, what I would say raw talent that needs some nurturing and defining. Yeah. And that's the whole objective that we're trying to achieve on that side. I've got a team based out of North Africa, so Egypt. And, and like, I have to say the talent is unreal. It's just, and one eighth the cost is what it would be in the States to, to hire similar. And, and like, it's great. I actually just got one of them, a pay increase at Dell. It works out about 63, 64% pay increase because they were valued that much. So it's fantastic that like we're accessing this talent. I just feel that more routes to market, routes to market, even better. You know, I just kicking hmm. myself. I didn't invest sooner in, in North Africa. Yeah, it's true. Eh? Hopefully from, from what we start off we could make this thing a global impact a big, you could uh, be onto something on small steps though <laughs> dream big small steps though you know exactly the big picture start yeah but what i'm saying is that i think that's a great pathway there it's just a case of momentum now so anything we can do with strengthen the numbers to share the links put the word out there get behind it uh, i love these things i really do we can't get enough of them so thanks emil hitton we'll get this edited and sent over to you in the next week or so anything else before we we wrap up so I was just saying, Hitton, is there anything else you want to go through before we wrap up? Oh, my bad. Hey, Hitton, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I think it's my internet connection, yeah. Ah, sorry, sorry, my bad. I just got your message there. Yeah, no, I just wanted to just check. We'll be editing the, the podcast. I'll send that out in the next week. I'll probably go live in about two weeks after that. Is there anything else you want to go through before we wrap up? No, all good, bro. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, look, now, thanks, Emil, uh, for investing a Friday afternoon in us and uh, hope you get to the weekend soon. And uh, yeah, we'll be, be back in touch shortly. Definitely. Thanks so much, Andrew. Uh, take care, man. Best of luck. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to know more about our guests today, their bio, and follow up on the resources mentioned during the show, you can find all the relevant links and more at sitnshow.com. There you'll also be able to get access to earlier shows, read the latest blogs. There's also an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter. 
which will give you heads up as to when the next show is coming out, latest events, news and anything that's going to be relevant to help you have a fun, rewarding and successful career in finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback. If there's something we can do better on the show, something that's not working or something you'd like to see, even a guest you'd like for us to invite onto the show, someone who you think might be able to benefit you more and also the rest of our community, please let me know. You can email me. I'm at andrew at sitnshow.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message so I know how you found me and we can connect. And really, it's our community that will make the show. If we keep engaging and driving each other on, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers. And when all is said and done, if we can do the numbers better and finance better, we'll create more opportunities for ourselves, our friends, our families, our communities and our businesses. So until next time, have a good rest of the week. Take care and let's keep building our strength in the numbers.